and welcome. I am Laura Cragen, an intuitive eating and Christian life coach. I am so glad you're here. This podcast is for women who knows her health is a spiritual matter. If you're anything like me, you have probably heard the phrase mind, body, and spirit. But what does that mean? I am confident that I have found the details of those three God-given areas in our life. Specific mindset skills for our mind, intuitive eating for our body, and healing in Christ for our spirit. My hope is that as we discuss these life-changing lessons, we will be better able to fulfill our unique purpose in preparing for the second coming of Christ. I am so excited to have these wonderful conversations with you. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for being patient with me. As I have taken a couple months break from podcasting, I went on a vacation for my birthday and I geared up for these coming podcasts and I launched my new amazing website and I have been working so hard on it. It's taken a whole year, but I did it. I'm so proud of myself. So please head over there sometime and check it out. It is laracraigan.com and share with anyone else you would like and that would benefit from that content there. So just wanted to mention that and we can jump right in. So I am so excited. This is going to be a master class on why Christian women need intuitive eating right now. I've taken a lot of time to prepare for this, and I am so excited to share these things with you. But those that are new here, I wanted to introduce myself and still give some background. So I'm going to do that, and we'll jump right in. So I am Laura Cragen, an intuitive eating and Christian life coach, and I help women regain their time back from years of dieting and fussing over their body image and give it back to God and themselves through intuitive eating, mindset skills, and most importantly, Christ. I'm a mom of three beautiful children. I am a firefighter wife, and I have the cutest bulldog. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am so grateful to be a part of this faith. I live in Utah, but I was born and raised in Arizona, and I love the hot sun. I love 80s love ballads. I love cold cereal. I love the chosen TV show. And I love snow skiing, but I am just honestly like you, busy with everyday life, looking for meaningful connection in it all. So I would love to start off with this quote, intuitive eating is body acceptance and a homecoming. Intuitive eating is body acceptance and a homecoming. So I grew up as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I had a testimony of Christ and took a special interest in the second coming ever since I was a teenager. I, I was a mother of three young kids and going through the hardest trenches in my life. I had clinical depression, anxiety, and suicidal idolization. My husband worked at the firehouse for long shifts and a second job. My parents recently divorced, and frankly, I didn't know who I was anymore. Life consistently felt like I was running through a muddy field. It is possible, but it was so hard to do. Fighting tooth and nail to get through every day. Is life really supposed to be this way? As what many women do, I also had a lot of inner work to do with my relationship with my body and food. I suffered from eating disorders, such as body dysmorphia, orthorexia, in binge eating. I felt so unhappy, unfulfilled, and out of control. I wanted so badly to have energy and freedom of mind about my health so I could serve my family and others better. I also wanted to become my higher self, whatever that meant. And then it happened. I hit rock bottom, and I st- it started off with an exhausted, exhausting family trip Three little kids are so hard to travel with. And ended up going to a treatment center for my suicidal thoughts. This whole story lasted for 18 months. It was not common to find me on the floor in my bathroom or closet crying and gripping for any hope. I didn't want to live. I hated my body and the way I looked. I lacked energy 
and the jolting ups and downs of my chemically imbalanced mind were unbearable. There were many dark days, and the gloom of hopelessness was always over me as I tried many different medications, therapists, and redundant self-care routines. I would try different diets and food fads, thinking to myself, this is the answer. I decided to go to a treatment facility to get more help. A very difficult decision to do when you have a young family with these little kids. I learned so much there, and I was able to readjust to my new antidepressant medications, but nothing was truly healing me. Until I found Christ again, intuitive eating, and these life-saving tools that coaching gave me. As I went to my coaching, coaching sessions, I began to see that this is all a part of God's plan. I can pull myself out of this by trusting my body and mindsets, but not alone. Christ was that missing piece. His atonement bridged that gap when my efforts were not enough. It was a dance that I had to relearn every day, a balance of these new nourishing methods that I learned in coaching and believing that Christ would strengthen me in the weakness of my mind. It took constant work. But I have finally found that beautiful light and hope. I am genuinely happy again and can see all the splendor that life can bring. My sp- the spirit is in my life. I talk with my Heavenly Father about my physical body and praise with Him for this gift He has given me. I feel happier with my food choices, exercise, the ways of coping with everyday stress that the principles of intuitive eating taught me. I can look outward and see others and give more of myself to them. I want to be among the people who are preparing for the day of the Lord. Now it is an honor to coach other women who are on this same journey so that they can have a fulfilling, healthy life and meet Christ someday. So before we get started, I just want to give you some context. You're in the right place if you are a busy Latter-day Saint Christian woman, or any other Christian woman for that matter. We're all part of this church and faith together. You struggle with body image and loving yourself. You've tried dozens of diets and they made you feel worse. You know that your health is a spiritual matter. Or bottom line, you know something has to change. If you're anything like me, you have probably heard of the phrase, mind, body, and spirit. But what does that mean? I really am confident that I found those details of those three God-given areas of our life. And I will be going over these in depth today in this talk. First, our body. We will talk about intuitive eating and briefly go over the 10 principles. There's some really juicy information in there. Second, our mind. Specific mindset skills that the coaching world entails. More specifically, I want to jump into the psychology behind body image and how we can tangibly change that. There is so much power in our mind. Third, for our spirit, healing in Christ. I will be talking about how we can put Christ in this. Why I talk about intuitive eating and the second coming together. Some really important stuff. It is so exciting. I like to think of these important pillars as the legs of a three-legged stool. If one leg breaks, then the whole thing stumbles. So it, it is imperative to have all three of these legs Be a healthier relationship with your health and yourself. You're going to thoroughly learn these three pillars or legs of the body, mind, and soul. And 
find how it can make you stronger and create this foundation for your life. I want to mention here that we have a limited amount of time together here, and I'm going to teach you as much as I can about these topics today, and then I promise before we finish, I'll show you how you can take it further if you want to. But before we jump in, let's clear up what our vision is, right? A vision is not just a picture of what could be. It is an appeal to our better selves, a call to become something more. Rosabeth Cantor said that quote. Why do we want this stool to stay upright and strong in the first place? What was wrong with it before? Well, like we talked about before, you are not happy. You don't feel healthy. You feel broken within yourself. You feel a war with your body. So let me use the phrase coming home to yourself as our vision. That is where you want to be. Home is one of those words that just feels good, right? My husband and I like to joke about what our favorite words are that just feel good when you say them. Words like breakfast and free and nap, cozy, cinnamon rolls, <laughs> etc. Our Heavenly Father's main plan is for us to be happy. We cannot do this unless we start being comfortable and at home with ourselves and at peace with our bodies. So let's call this stool the homecoming stool. This will help us visual learners remember our vision. Sound good? So let's jump in. So the first leg of the stool is our body. We have heard about intuitive eating, but you are confused about where to even start. Intuitive eating is a dynamic mind-body integration of instinct and emotion and rational thought. It is an inner journey of discovery that puts you front and center. Intuitive eating is based on internal signals like hunger, fullness, and satisfaction rather than external dieting rules or restrictions. It is relearning instincts we once knew especially as children. Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18.3 That is why I look at intuitive eating with a Christian lens. Our relationship with food and our body is a huge part of our life and affects us deeply. Christ knew that and is counseling us here to have children be our, our example. I have three little kiddos, and when I started intuitive eating, my eyes were open to how they eat. They would eat what made them happy. They would stop when they were full and just move right on to the next exciting activity. I thought to myself, I can still be this way. But so much has gotten in the way as I have grown up. It may sound simple, but after years of being overrun with diet culture, it can be hard to, well, just eat. <laughs> it is about getting curious. There is no judgment here. These tips will work if you write down your thoughts. So get a paper and pen ready and keep, keep it around for these other two important legs of this homecoming stool. So to give you some background for those who don't know much about it, the concept of intuitive eating was introduced in 1995 in the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribble and Elise Reich. It was a groundbreaking book in its field with over 500,000 copies sold. The gravity of its success should not go unnoticed because there have been over 140 studies since its publication that have proven its effectiveness. It is divided into 10 doable principles that I will go over with you. So let's jump in. Principle number one, reject the diet mentality. In a six-year follow-up study of the contestants on The Biggest Loser, the contestants regained back a significant amount of their weight. They found that because their metabolisms were suppressed by 500 calories or more, 
their bodies started cannibalizing its own muscle. The contestants actually had more lean tissue at the beginning of the competition compared to after. And six years later, they had still not restored themselves to their baseline levels. They also had lower levels of leptin, a hormone, hormone that triggers feelings of fullness. These hormonal changes make you more hungry and preoccupied with food. So overall, it is extremely difficult to make weight loss sustainable for most people. But this makes for a great business opportunity for the nearly $60 billion per year weight loss industry. It is a built-in repeat business. In the Intuitive Eating book, they say, this is the only business that produces a product that doesn't work, but is not blamed for its failure. The consumers blame themselves. So get mad at the lies you have been led to believe all these years. You're not a failure when you start a new diet and it stopped working and you gain back all the weight and maybe even more. It is so crucial to let go of any hope that a new diet and better diet might just be lurking around the corner. It will block you from being fully able to recover and rediscover intuitive eating. So are you ready for a challenge? Your job after this talk is to reject all diet rules. This will come in the form of three things. Social media, your conversations with others, and most importantly, your own mind. Unfollow accounts that trigger you and replace them with body positivity leaders. Redirect conversations when they arise. And lastly, write down a list of your inner food police thoughts that you are no, that are no longer serving you. So that's a clean slate. <laughs> Principle number two, honor your hunger. Many of us have had a very negative relationship with the scale, right? So ladies, let me teach you about a new scale and we can ditch that old one. To really start listening to your inner body signals, get into the habit of asking yourself, am I hungry? Am I feeling full? Each time you go to eat or start to finish your meal. As a step further, use a scale from 0 to 10 or where you are feeling. 0 being starving and 10 being Thanksgiving dinner. Stuffed full. <laughs> Use this scale and your body signals as your best guide on when you should start and stop eating. Now, principle number three, make peace with food. Stop the war. <laughs> All food is neutral. Yes, yes, bear with me here. There is more nutritional value in a serving of broccoli than a sprinkled donut. <laughs> but that is a principle later on. We will get to that. For this reason, you have to go in order to make this work. You are deconstructing this is an order. There's an order to this madness. You have to put the blocks in order and then reconstruct it with a totally new foundation so that you can trust yourself and your body again. The phrase that is used a lot is trust the process. We talked about this a lot in, at my eating disorder center. It is a process, it takes time, and you have to be patient. And as a cool fun fact, that shows how powerful intuitive eating is. It is a major backbone of most eating disorder centers in the world. It was at mine, and there is a reason. <laughs> because it works. But try to think of all the food as completely neutral. So let's go into a small activity that will help us explore this topic of making peace with food. It's actually really fun. So write down, you can even stop here, write down all the foods that you like, meals, individual ingredients, desserts, foods you loved as a kid, etc. all things yummy to you. Then circle the ones you don't eat. This is the list of foods you are going to start incorporating into your life, those circled ones. <laughs> Eating food we like is a part of a happy life 
and so important for your intuitive eating journey. God gave us all food to enjoy. Principle number four, challenge the food police. The food police is the incessant dialogue in your head that dieting has created rules that should be obeyed. It plays out like a loud siren in your head when you eat those fluffy rolls at a work banquet or a ward party. Instead, reframe your negative judgment thoughts like, I can trust myself instead of, I'm a loser and I can never stay on a diet. Another amazing phrase that I want you all to walk away from here and use as, a, as you challenge the food police is the phrase, for the most part. This for the most part thinking or frame of mind helps reframe your perfectionist goals in reasonable intentions. For example, after this talk, you may make a goal to always eat intuitively from now on. (laughs) Instead, say that I will regularly stay mindful while eating and hope that for the most part, I will be an intuitive eater. Ah, much better, right? (laughs) Now on to principle number five, feel your fullness. How do we as busy women listen to our body signals to tell us that we are no longer hungry? Well, first, we have to get rid of our barriers that keep from keep us from experiencing the fullness. How often do you eat without looking at your phone, watching TV, or creating a to-do list? Another not-talked-about-enough barrier to fullness is when you are part of a clean plate club. Who is part of this club? (laughs) Who grew up that way or raises their kids that way? No judgment here. (laughs) Once you take these away, this mindset away, which will take work and time to rip up the seams of this habit, you can finally feel those signs in your body and that tell you when you are comfortably full. I promise it'll work. Now, principle number six Discover the satisfaction factor. So think of your favorite food. Why do you like it? Is it because of the crunch, the aroma, the chewiness? Is it pack-a-punch with spiciness? It is these kinds of sensations and adjectives that I go over with my clients that help you know what you like to eat. Because after years of distorted eating, it can be hard to even know what you like again. I have to mention here one of my favorite foods. I love full-fat plain Greek yogurt with a dollop of strawberry jelly on top and Quaker granola. It gives me pleasure. Pleasure is a huge part of this principle. It is a powerful force in helping you feel satisfied and content. Once you allow this, you will find that it takes much less food to feel full and to feel like you've had enough. Also, get curious about yourself. What would it take to have a satisfying meal? Taking more time to eat or spending time with a loved one? Or is it more physical, like taking smaller bites, putting your fork down more often, or taking deep breaths between bites? Write down the thought that you know will make the biggest difference right now and act on it at your next meal. Now, principle number seven, cope with your emotions without using food. It is critical to find ways to comfort and resolve your issues without using food. Emotions can be all over the map, such as anxiety, loneliness, boredom, and anger. These are all emotions that come with our human experience. But food won't fix any of these feelings. It can give you that hit of dopamine in your brain in the short term, but long term, it will only make you feel worse. I felt this way before, and I had to ultimately deal with the source of my emotions as well as the discomfort of overeating. Especially through those years where I was so depressed I turned to food two to three times a week in a full binge. I am a musician, and the word attunement rang true to me as I learned this principle. 
I have played the violin for 23 years now. And I uh, was in many symphonies as I got older. I taught violin lessons for many years before I did coaching. And I enjoyed seeing my students grow and learning this beautiful instrument. But oh boy, (laughs) if that violin was not in tune, it sounded terrible. Terrible. (laughs) And especially because I have taught many little kids. Kudos to the parents who bear through those years when they're learning the violin. It can be a super squeaky instrument, scratchy and almost unbearable to hear if it's out of tune. But on the flip side, how beautiful it can be when played with practice, passion, and in tune. For example, I love Lindsay Sterling. Her music videos are incredible, and she is a powerhouse violinist. Attunement at the root is being in tune. We must nurture this ability in ourselves to be in tune with what is going on with our body. In those moments when you are just wanting to eat that whole box of Oreos, what is out of tune? What self-care or self-compassion practice do you need to engage in to feel better and honor your body? As I coach clients, we get real and discuss what that looks like for them individually and I hold them accountable to it. Principle number eight, respect your body. Like I mentioned, I have a bulldog, and his name is Tank. I just love this stocky little guy. Not so little, actually, because he's 60 pounds of muscle. (laughs) For any of you and other bully lovers out there, you understand the feeling when you see all the rolls and the cute droopy face. It's just so cute and funny to me. But Tank has accepted his genetic blueprint. He is so happy in his body. And we love him all the more better for having this unique body. And no matter what he does or eats, he will never look like his poodle best friend, Freddie, that lives next door. He can try, but it is not possible. So remember this analogy of dogs when you start having different expectations with your body size. It is futile and uncomfortable to try for years and years to think you should be something different. You are born with your unique DNA that will not deviate, so it is time to give it respect instead. Here's a small list of habit do's and don'ts you can incorporate into your life to respect your body even better. Do's. Start with gratitude. Like about what your body has done for you up to this point in your life and what it continues to accomplish every day. Then self-care. This is one, this one is talked about a lot these days, but are you fully doing it? It is not just bubble baths. Are you setting up the appointment with the doctor? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you participating in an activity that makes you feel creative regularly? Now for our don'ts. Stop body checking when you enter a room and see where you rank among everyone. Stop looking into mirrors excessively in the elevators, dressing rooms, and the gym. It only perpetuates the judgment you may hold about yourself and how you measure up. Don't wear those clothes that don't fit you. Throw them out and get new ones. Letting go of those clothes will be liberating, I promise. After you do, every time you open your closet, you won't feel that pang of despair when you saw the old ones and knew you didn't fit into them and feel free instead. So now principle number nine, exercise, feel the difference. While this is not about eating, it is imperative. Since you will probably be eating more and foods you restrict in the past, you will want to be crystal clear. Do not fall into the purging trap and exercise for whatever burns the most energy and calories. New script. (laughs) Just like the food list, create a list of all your favorite forms of movement that you love. Circle the ones you have not done in a long time. These are the few ideas you can start incorporating into your weekly routine. Jumping on the trampoline with your kids, 
boxing to blow off some steam, or walking your dog. Remember, the focus is to feel good and have fun in your body. I've discovered that I love dancing. I find a secluded spot in my basement, close the door to my room, or somewhere in nature where there's no one else around and I can dance it out to my favorite playlist. In the past, if I danced by myself at home, I wouldn't have counted it as my exercise for the day. But oh, the thrill that I get from being lost in the music. It allows me to be expressive and I just feel more connected with myself. Now, lastly, we're here. Principle number 10, honor your health with gentle nutrition. So finally, you've been waiting for this spot. When are we going to talk about actual nutrition too amongst all this? We have to still eat healthy, right? I can imagine that if you're here, you know a thing or two about nutrition and you understand what are good portion sizes and what foods have more nutritional value than others. And that is beautiful knowledge, my friend. We want to honor and use it. But now it is in a way that is gentle and it is at the last step. It has to be the last step so that you can heal your relationship with your food beforehand. I've had many clients express that they feel like intuitive eating can't be healthy because if they are left to their own devices, they're going to eat whatever they want. They will eat the whole box of Girl Scout cookies or the whole bag of Frito twists. They will, they feel like they were abandoning all their knowledge of the past of what they've learned. Yes, I agree. That would be a waste. That is not what intuitive eating promotes either. We want long-lasting health and longevity. We want to make choices that helps us feel good. For sake of time, I will not go over all those guidelines of what gen- the gentle nutrition principle incorporates, but as a summary, it includes water intake, subjective portion sizes, and helping you understand which foods make you feel better than others, and many other wonderful things. The main takeaway here is the word gentle. We will do it in a way that is kind and that shows respect to our body. It is, a wonderful, it is wonderful when you can finally get to this point. So with all these new tips, it is hard to remember which ones will be the best place to start. And like I said, the beginning is the greatest place to start, but there are definitely some activities in there. And I have a free guide. And in my free guide, it's called The Five Steps to Start Intuitive Eating. I reveal these five best tools steps for you that will propel you forward on this new journey of intuitive eating. When you know these steps and finally become an intuitive eater, you will be freer and achieve the life you finally want and what God planned for you. And I will explain some of those simple doable steps like we talked about today. As a review, that non-food detox, you'll begin applying to your life the most exciting list you will ever make (laughs) and learn about a new scale and ditch the old one. So if you remember those, this will be clear for you in the actual guide. I will leave a link for you to get that sent straight to you. Just click there and it's yours. It will be a huge help for propelling you forward in this journey, I promise. So there you go. Amazing, amazing life-changing principles there. I'm so grateful for intuitive eating and it has changed my life. So back to our homecoming stool. Let's go to the next leg, our mind. So when I usually talk about this stuff, I have a slideshow where I show a picture. And on that picture, it's a picture of just a beautiful woman. So just try picture in your mind a picture of a beautiful woman. Are you objectifying her? And what I mean by that is, are you looking at her like she's an object? Some of us might look at a picture like this all the time, and this would be a body image blow. We see these pictures all the time on social media or wherever on what we're looking at for Netflix and Hulu, whatever you watch. And it would be a body image blow. That this may be a twinge of jealousy that sparks a to-do list and to improve your looks and it will then 
eventually lead to an expensive shopping blender, just all those things. This is where we can allow our mind to rise up and stop reacting, which means to react out what we used to act like in in the past, right? Have you ever thought of it that way? Self-compassion is key, though. Validate how you feel and how objectification has been unfair to you over all these years. And then how can you change that and use it as a way to grow? An amazing simple phrase I have learned from a listening to a popular life coach I know and love is Timothy Peterson. And she says we need to be sincerely asking ourselves every day, what do you need, sweetheart? Trust the thoughts that come. Be true to yourself and act on those things. So how do you combat these thoughts that are firing at you all day long? How are you really going to have the time to go through a whole long life coach lesson in your mind after every negative thought? Ain't no one got time for that. (laughs) So introducing the fact machine. A fast and very effective tool for your mind to use at the drop of a hat whenever you want. Let's see how its magic works. So let's picture a machine. And let's say that you have been feeling fat. You say, I feel fat. Put that on one side of the machine. And that phrase, I feel fat. And as you have that phrase go through that machine or your mind, you get curious and start to check the real facts. And you start to validate yourself more in there. No, I don't feel fat. I feel uncomfortable. I feel unhappy. I feel dot, dot, dot. You question it and you lead it through the machine. Because no, you don't feel fat. Something is underneath that. It is only a mask of your true emotion. You will finally come out of that dispensary side of the machine and find that you actually feel insecure, ashamed, or not enough. Now you really got some real emotions to tack with. And as John Rode says, you have to name it to tame it. And fat is not an emotion. <laughs> so here's the unsexy part. It may take you years to finally change those thoughts and to truly love yourself. But this is what I do with my clients. We keep putting those phrases through that fact machine and find truth. We change the neural pathways in our brain to not think those things anymore. It is possible. And it can can be a miracle in your life, and it has been a miracle in mine. Now, so excited to get to our last topic of our homecoming stool. That last leg is our spirit, mind, body, spirit. How do we go about healing that part of our life after years of dieting and giving into our inner critic? Let me paint this image in your mind to explain it. I want to think, I want you to think of your heart. You have many wonderful things you love in there. Your family, your neighborhood, ward. Favorite restaurant that makes those super tall, amazing cheeseburgers. Your dear memories as a little child when you felt loved from family and friends. An ombre pink and orange sunset, etc. Whatever it is for you. Take a moment to think about whatever came to your mind. I'll give you a moment and you can pause here and come back to me after you've given it a thought. Now think about that place in your heart that feels empty. That dark, lonely place that you try really hard to never go to. You have been there before and you have had many hurts that have made the hole even deeper. For all of us, we tirelessly look for ways to fill that hole. Watching Netflix late at night, shopping for the latest trend trends more than we should gossiping with a friend, etc. And for the main reason 
we are here today, we have tried to fill that hole with dieting, disordered eating, overeating excessively, exercising, etc. We've all gotten to that low point. We're trying to change that. And even the critical inner dialogue of, our, of ourselves is a form of filling that hole. We think it will help us feel better. But as we keep pouring it into that dark hole, it just disappears and is still a dark, never-ending hole. My friends, Christ is that missing piece to finally and forever fill that hole. He will take your heart and change it. He will silence all your fears and bring light to that dark hole. He is that only thing that can fill it. There is none other name under heaven, save it be Jesus Christ, whereby men can be saved. 2 Nephi 25.20 What is so cool to realize, too, is that God made us broken. What I mean by that is that God created us to have this hole in our heart. We all have it. We are totally normal to feel empty inside sometimes, or even all the time. But he didn't just abandon us with this crutch to our souls. He provided a way. As we all know, he provided our Savior to heal all things, and especially this deep hole in our heart. We will will never feel the need to binge again. We will never feel that we need to lose the weight in order to feel worthy. We will never feel like we need to listen to Satan's destructive descriptions of ourselves that we are fat, out of control, or unlovable. For we know who we listen to now, and he is the only way. Once you have found that, there is still more. I love the analogy of clearing out the old furniture and bringing in the new. Imagine you have gotten to the point where you have integrated the 10 principles of intuitive eating, strengthened your mind and with body image resilience, and have allowed Christ to enter your heart and heal you more and more each day. That took a lot of clearing out of old furniture. And just as President Nelson said in April 2021 conference, He said, I invite you to pray to identify the debris you should remove from your life so you can become more worthy. So you are doing that. You you detoxed your media. You got rid of your negative inner critic and mean thoughts about yourself. You have stopped filling that void with shopping, Netflix, social media, food, etc., all the things I've said. You're doing awesome. You're slaying it. (laughs) And that is hard work. But God still expects more of us. There is more work to be done. But what will our new furniture be? If you don't figure that out, the old stuff will creep back in. You will get bored. You will get lonely and feel unfulfilled. So what will that beautiful furniture be? I'm not just talking about adding those positive affirmations into your mental dialogue throughout the day or surrounding yourself with people who believe in these things, or following body acceptance people on Instagram, or even just sitting around the house and reading the scriptures all day. I'm talking more. Your mission and purpose. God sent you to this earth for a reason. Something that makes you feel alive. This is your new furniture of your home. That same coach that worked really hard with me on this topic. She helped me see that it is okay to fi- to follow my fire in the belly. It is emotional vigor, passion, and inner drive that, to achieve something and take action. It was I was so grateful she asked me those catalyst coaching questions over many sessions that helped me identify my purpose and mission the thing that gives me a fire in my belly. So to be real and vulnerable with you, I will share mine. 
It is a simple one-sentence statement to help me remember. A mission statement, if you will. I want to prepare for the second coming of Christ by bringing others to him in my marriage, family, my loved ones, and as many others as I can. I wake up every morning thinking about it. Of course, some days I feel more selfish and I get frustrated with life, but I cannot deny what God has given me and has delivered me out of my darkest times in my past. I've become a new creature. Having that statement as my focus helps me see my specific subcategories of Laura on how to do it. I'll try to be a good mom and figure out what that looks like. I'll do some intuitive eating today. I'll do coaching today, thought work, try and be a good neighbor and more. Things that help me be clear in a confusing world. It will take a long time, and it's the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. Many trials and errors. So no one can find it for you. No amount of time on social media, buying beauty products or losing weight will help you find that. We figured that out. (laughs) And that's me included. I did that for years. We were trying to fill that void. And I know you've been there. I've been there in that hole in our heart. So I will leave off with here with two major clues on how to find your fire in the belly. I can almost guarantee that all of your belly fires will include people. So as you take time to pray and ponder on that today or tonight, take those around you into consideration for your reason for living and what specific purpose it could be. It is so beautiful how we all have our own unique mission, but the common denominator is helping and loving others. I love that you can find that simple one sentence statement and use it as you go through your busy day. The second clue is why all women absolutely need intuitive eating in these other and these other key principles right now. The second coming. Can you feel it? It is fast approaching. COVID was definitely a sign of that. There will be many more signs and miracles of it too. It is a very exciting time. It is as the scriptures say, as a woman travaileth in birth. The second coming is like the birth of a new child. We are awaiting his glorious coming. This parable made so much sense to me when I had many questions and was fearful of the, in the spring of 2020. I came to find out that COVID is just one of many upcoming labor pains. As a, an expecting mother can still walk in between contractions and hold on to the side of, a, of her kitchen counter to get more things ready before she, can, she goes to the hospital, we too still have time, but the Lord expects us, expects us to take immediate action. So what does this have to do with your mission and purpose? As you search for your purpose, look at it through the lens of preparing for the second coming of our Lord and Savior. I promise that as you ask God, God, what is the most important thing I need to do to be prepared and help others be ready? He will tell you, especially after you have become a little child and have cleared out the debris of your life. So there you have it, our three legs and pillars of our homecoming stool where we are going to finally come home to ourself and stop being at war with ourself and follow our Savior, Jesus Christ, and have our own unique purpose. Now, you may feel overwhelmed about where to even start with your health or stuck in some pretty deep habits. And as a follower of Christ, you want to have the energy to serve others more, but you feel held back by your current mindset of diet culture and mental health. But as a fellow woman in this faith that truly understands the inner turmoil and as a certified health and life coach, 
I can safely say there is hope. There is a way to break free. And with my free intuitive eating breakthrough session, I can help. With our master healer, the intuitive eating principles, and the eternal gospel doctrine, there is a way. So together we'll create a clear picture of the higher health you want to have. You've always wanted it. You will discover what's holding you back from being that woman and put into action your plan and feel how much God will support you through it. So if you're ready to experience this amazing transformation as I did and as many of my clients have done, I'd like to invite you to grab one of my complimentary intuitive eating breakthrough sessions where together we'll get clear about your health, learn about intuitive eating, and what is standing in the way of fulfilling your purpose here on earth. There is a link below that that will lead you on how to book that complimentary session with me. I'm looking forward to making it all about you and helping you. There is no pressure, and I hope to give you any clarity on your struggles. I've totally been there before, and I understand. So I just want to thank you for listening today, and I thoroughly enjoyed creating this masterclass. It was such a delight. It was so fun to research and give out all this information. And from here on out, I will be doing bi-weekly or just monthly podcasts in order to give you more quality and not to be so overwhelmed in life. No, I practice what I preach. So look forward to that. And each one is going to just be solid, wonderful stuff. So they may be a little further, further and far between, and they definitely have with me just trying to hit and miss. I'm trying to be more consistent, but you'll know if I'm not I'm trying to keep balance. So excited to have these conversations with you again. And again, if it sounds like it's a fit for you, please just click the link below and schedule that session when works for you or click that link to get that free guide. I like to do my work during the day, but if evening is the only option, I reach out to me and we can get that set up instead to have our session one-on-one. I'm flexible and want to make it work for you. But thank you again. And I hope you have a great day, my friends. Thank you for listening, and I hope today's show filled your soul and gave you the direction you were searching for in your health, life, and relationship with God. I would love to stay connected. Subscribe to my podcast so that you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. And it would mean so much to me if you would rate and review this podcast just down below. Your words inspire me and give me that boost to create more inspiring content to share. I would love to meet you on social media. Find me on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if this show really inspired you today, take a screenshot to share it on social media and tag me or click the share button to give it to someone else that would also benefit from these spirit-filled discussions. Let us all spread the good word of the gospel of Christ and help others in any way we can. Thank you again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting with you.